0: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women and men, some men here that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you that you are here at this meeting. I thank you. Father, I thank you. You open our eyes that we can see that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken, that you turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this meeting. Father, I ask for that spirit of grace, not only on this meeting, but on everybody that watches it. Father, that that spirit of grace be on all of us now, all of us, that spirit of grace bringing us into where you want us to be. I ask this in the name of Jesus, and you said whatever I ask in that name, you will do. Amen, amen. This is in my heart, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget that man that rode the donkey down at Mount Zion. Don't ever forget that on that donkey was mercy. And on that donkey was forgiveness of all sin. And on that donkey was justified from everything that you can't be justified from under the law. And on that donkey was the healing of every sickness and every disease. And on that donkey was, was the, the deliverance of poverty and every other curse riding on that donkey coming into Jerusalem. That's your answer, my friend. That's your answer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin. And I am talking about how do we believe? How to believe? You know, I couldn't do this if I didn't have some experience in it because then I couldn't minister it to you by the spirit, but I have some experience in, in this. I have seen some dark days and I have seen the power of God work on my behalf far beyond th- anything I could have thought or asked power of God is ready for everyone. We proved that when he was on that donkey coming down Mount Zion. Amen. Now let's start in Mark 1. We're going to go look at these scriptures. And I do put them up because there are many that are watching from work and they can't, they don't have their Bible with them. And I want us to see these words. Seeing for me helps. And we're going to go to Mark 1. And you should be able to hear Dole in the background praying. He's going to town and he's doing well. All right, Mark 1, verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, I want us to remind us. It says, now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand like I said last week, but he doesn't say believe the kingdom of God. What does he say? Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you and believe the gospel. So we know that to get the kingdom of God, to get the power, to get the power of God working in our lives, we don't believe in the kingdom. We repent and believe the gospel. And that repent, that word means to change the way you're thinking and you know what you have power to do that you have a will and you have the power to do that it's just a lot of time sometimes it's not so easy but you have the power to do that and you've got the grace to do that it says repent you change the way you're thinking and think on the gospel believe the gospel don't believe on your circumstances Don't believe on your feelings. Don't believe on other people's attitudes or opinions. What does it say? Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. And we know from the last two messages that that gospel is defined in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4. And I'm going to speak 3 and 4. Go look at it yourself. This is the king. Well, let's go. Let's go. Some are listening to this message and they haven't heard this before. The definition of the gospel that Jesus is talking about is absolutely written in the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, when I was in denominational church, they said there were things that you would never know. But you know what? When you seek the kingdom, when you seek God, when you believe that gospel, all this stuff begins to open up to your eyes. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, which I preached unto you and wherein you have received. So you have to receive this. Wherein you stand. You stand in it. And like we have shared before, you commit to it. You believe it. You trust in it. And I love that word commit, wherein you stand. You stand in the gospel. You don't stand in the word of God. You don't stand in the circumstances. You stand in the gospel. By which also you are saved if you keep in memory. If you keep in memory. Oh, don't ever, that word that once saved, always saved is a lie. It says, by which you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. You can believe in vain. There is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Thank God we are saved every day. Now, here is the bona fide definition of the gospel. For I delivered unto you, first of all, verse 3. Above all, that which I have also received, how? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. There is your gospel, that Jesus died, that he was buried and he rose again. The gospel is not just that he died then he'd still be in hell and we'd still be in our sins. He had to raise from the dead. He had to satisfy the father concerning our sin. And when the father was satisfied with the the punishment that Jesus took for us, when the father was satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus for us, when the father was satisfied, when the God Jehovah the father of all, when he was satisfied with the payment that Jesus made. Then he raised Jesus and us from the dead. That's that moment of the resurrection. That moment when Jesus walked out of the grave. That moment is when your sins were forgiven. That moment When Jesus stepped out was when you were justified from all things. That moment, thank you, Father. Jesus took that blood to heaven. and There is where our redemption was paid for. But when he was raised from the dead, when he was raised from the dead, that was our sign that the Father had received the sacrifice of Jesus that he had, was satisfied and he received it concerning you and I. And he took that blood to heaven and he walked into the holiest of holies and he met the father there and he sprinkled the holiest of holies. And you and I, you and I were redeemed back to the father 2000 years ago. Now we say, how come it's not working in my life? That's where we learn how to believe. We have to do this the same way that God does it. We have to do this. We have to have faith. The just shall live by faith. Why? Because that's the way the Father does it. Turn with me. I wasn't explaining. on doing this. But turn with me to Hebrews 1 or Hebrews 11. I want to show you something. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. When you know, when that faith is in you, sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can feel it. Oh, it's a wonderful feeling. And it is. It's a substance. The evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Now look at verse three. Through faith. Through faith. We understand that the words were the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. How was the world created? Through faith. How was the world created through faith? Through faith. I love the, the, the words the spirit moved across the face of the water. The spirit moved, but it couldn't do anything. The spirit moved on the face of the waters. Go read it in Genesis one. That spirit moved on the face of the waters, but it couldn't do anything yet. What was it waiting for? It was waiting for the words. It was waiting for the words. God spoke, and that word is plural, That God spoke, Jesus spoke, the word spoke, let there be light. And there was light. How do we do it? Just like that. Just like that. Oh, God is teaching us how to believe. Now, I want us to turn to Romans 1. I don't know about you, but I'm excited of what God is doing here. He is making a people, a people that can believe, not a people that run to a a big preacher when they need help. No, he's teaching us how to believe. That's what the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists are for, for the perfection of the saints, so we can all believe. All believe. And like I posted the other day, God has no respect, has no respect of persons. None. He doesn't care if you're a woman. He doesn't care if you're a man. He doesn't care if you're 90. He doesn't care if you're four. He has no respect of persons. What does he listen for? Faith. Now, let's go. We're going to take a look at faith, how to believe. We're going to take a look at how to believe by looking at Abraham. A couple of things of Abraham I believe God wants us to bring out and look at because it's going to help us. Oh, it's going to help you. It helped me when he started showing me this. All right. Romans chapter four, verse one. This is for you, grandma. This is for you, young woman. This is for you, young man. Oh, Abraham is our father. Now, chapter four, verse one. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. Do you got that? It says, if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory, but not before God. What saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Look at verse 2. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory see, Abraham didn't deserve any of this. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He didn't accomplish tasks. He didn't do certain things. He wasn't walking in the law. They didn't even have the law then. Did you know that Abraham didn't walk in the Ten Commandments? There weren't even any Ten Commandments. Do you know that it had nothing to do with what Abraham did he did not deserve what came to him if he were justified by works he is where of the glory but not before God so God didn't go to Abraham because of some great thing that Abraham did God had Abraham there he knows the end from the beginning And he came to Abraham. You know what? It's the same thing with us. You are no surprise to God. You got that? You are no surprise to God. Thank you, Jesus. He knows where you are. He's the one that puts you in the womb. No surprises. And what does he tell us? He says, repent and believe the gospel. Now, let's go back to Abraham. The, uh, verse 3, for what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. What did Abraham do? He believed God. And we're going to go take a look at that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, or chapter 15, I'm sorry, chapter 15. And We're going to go to verse 1. Let's take a look at Abraham. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. God speaking to Abraham. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And the Father, God, brought Abraham forth abroad and said, Look now, toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them and he said so shall thy seed be and look at verse six and he believed in the Lord he believed in the Lord that word in is not in a lot of the translations he believed the Lord and the Lord counted it to him for righteousness, for righteousness, right standing with God. Everything's cool with God. Abraham believed what God said. Do you see that? He believed the Lord. He trusted in what God said. God said that his seed was going to be as many as the stars and, and in multitudes. And he said that he was going to have a son out of his own vows. Now, Abraham is 75 here. Abraham is 75. And the Lord God Jehovah tells Abraham or Abram, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. And what did Abram do? He believed what God said. He believed what God said. He trusted in what God was telling him. He committed to it. Do you see that? He committed to what God said. Not how he felt. Not that he was 75 years old. Not that he was too old to have children. He trusted, committed to, believed what God told him. And God told him, you're going to have a son out of your own bowels. That's Abraham. Amen. That's trust. Now, now, that trust, that trust. Now, I want us to go to Genesis 16. Because we're going to look at something else that happened to Abraham. Genesis 16. And we're going to go to verse one. Now, Abraham has put his trust into the Lord. He has committed to what God has said. And then something happens. Verse 16, verse 1, or chapter 16, Genesis, verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. In verse 4, he went into, unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when Sarah, when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Her mistress was despised in her eyes. Hagar didn't like Sarai anymore. And Sarai said unto Abraham, my wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid under thy bosom. And when she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. Do you see right here? A mistake was made. A mistake. They tried to do it apart from the power of God. They tried to do it in the flesh. God promised Abraham that the seed would come out of his own bowels and that Sarah would be the mother. That they went to the flesh and they stopped what God promised. By doing it in the flesh. But you know what the wonderful thing about this is? You know what the wonderful thing about this is? God didn't turn to Abraham and say, Okay, you screwed up. You messed up. You didn't do what I said. And I'm going to negate the whole thing. No. God didn't take away the promise. God did not Take away the promise. Isn't that beautiful? Abraham made a mistake. He went to the flesh. But God did not take away the promise. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He is a merciful, gracious, long-suffering Forgiving God, He did not take away Abraham's promise. And you know, uh, just something I want to add here, and it's beautiful. You know, it was well. Let's let's go on. Let's go on. I'm going to go on, and it'll be a little bit easier to understand. Let's go to chapter 16. We're going to go to Genesis 16. And we're going to go to verse one. Nope. Get back there. Genesis 16. Verse one there. And let's go down to 17. There we go. I need to move this 17 verse 15. God said to Abraham, um, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. In verse 16, and I will bless her. This is the father. Blessing the woman that convinced Abraham to do it in the flesh. Oh, he's forgiving. You know what that verse says in Mark 1? Repent you and believe the gospel. Change the way you're thinking. Change it. Don't wallow in it 10 years Change, repent, and believe the gospel. Change the way you're thinking and believe the gospel. And, and God said unto Abraham, As Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give her a son also of her. And I will bless her and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And said, in his heart shall a child be born of him that is a hundred years old. And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? Oh, he doesn't sound like Mr. Faith Man here, does he? And Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah Sarah, thy wife shall bear a son indeed. Thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. In that beautiful, in that beautiful, Abraham believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness, but there were some rocky roads along the way. And you know what? God didn't take away the promise. You know why God didn't take away the promise? One of the reasons why? It's amazing when, when we look at this, that it that uh, Jesus comes and visits Abraham. He comes to visit Abraham. And I, I tell you what, let's go there. I believe the Lord wants us to look at this. I'm going to begin in verse uh, chapter 18, verse 1. Look at this. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, as he sat at the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. And he said, My Lord, if I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread. Comfort your hearts, that you shall pass on. For they shall come to your servant. And they said, Jesus with them said, So do. And Abraham hasted into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly. Three measures of fine meal. Knead it. Make cakes on the earth. And Abraham ran to the herd, fetched a calf, tender and good, gave it unto the young man, and he hasted to dress it. Abraham's a 100 years old, and he goes and gets a calf. He took butter and milk, and the calf, which he had dressed, set it before them. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And the Lord said, This is Jesus speaking. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it at the tent door, which was behind him. And Abram and Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, Am I waxed old? Shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, that of a certainty surely shall bear a son with mole. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee. According to the time of life, Sarah, Sarah shall have a son. Sarah shall have a son. Jesus standing there. With Abraham and Sarah in the tent. and You know why Jesus said she'll have a son. You know why that got past the flesh and why the promise came forth. Because Jesus standing there talking to Abraham needed a body. He was going to need a body. And the one that knows the end from the beginning knew that that body was going to come from one of the descendants of Abraham. One of the descendants of David. Amen. Jesus, standing there with Abraham, knew that he was going to need a body. And it was coming through Abraham. Amen. Now. Let's go back to Romans. Now that we know that Abraham had some moments where he didn't have all the faith that we, you know, he he dropped it for a little while. Let's go back to Romans 4, verse 16. We knew Abraham had some tough days. We knew Abraham had some days of unbelief where he went to the flesh, but God didn't stop the promise. And you know what? Abraham got back to believing. Verse 16, therefore it is a faith. Romans 4, 16, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. By grace. Abraham didn't deserve it. It came by grace. He didn't deserve it. Amen. It came by grace. By grace, God did it anyway. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. All that Abraham did stuck to the promise. Even when they went to the flesh, went right back to the promise. Stuck to that promise. And that's the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Do you see that about God? Before him whom he believed, even God, God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's our God. That's how he created the earth. That's how we believe who against hope, Abraham, who against hope. It was so late. He was a hundred years old who against hope believed in hope. Why? Because the father promised he had words that God had promised, even though it looked like it was against all hope. He hoped anyway. Why? Because he had words that God promised that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not. His own body now dead. He didn't consider it. When he was about 100 years old, he didn't even consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. She was 90. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded, hanging on to, not letting go of what he had promised. He was also able to perform. When did Isaac come? 25 years after the promise and it was getting worse and worse every year. Abraham was getting older and older every year, but Abraham did not let go of the promise. He did not let go of the words that God spoke to him. He didn't let go. He trusted in them. He believed them. He committed to those words. 25 years later, Isaac shows up, the child of promise. Now, with that, do you see how we believe? We believe the gospel. We believe the things that were paid, bought for us on the cross. We believe the words where where the, uh, the, the prophet Isaiah said, surely. He has borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Those are the words that are spoken to us that we hang on to. Those are the words we trust. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Those are the words that we hang on to. Those are the words that we trust. Those are the words we commit to. And we don't consider anything else. And the chastisement of our sin, our our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace is upon him. The punishment for our prosperity, for our safety, for our security, for our benefit, for our welfare was laid on Jesus. Those are the words that are spoken to us that we hang on to, that we trust in, that we commit to, that we do not let go, that we don't consider the situation around us. We don't consider even how we feel. We commit, trust in those words. Because Jesus said, repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you, change the way you're thinking and trust in, commit to, believe the gospel. That's how we believe. And when we do that, just like Abraham, when we trust in, commit to, believe those words that were spoken to us through the prophet Isaiah and the spirit of Jesus in him, then those things come to pass. They have to, the scripture cannot be broken. Oh, friends, it's the gospel is the answer. It's what was paid for on that cross. Every sickness, every disease was paid for. Every bondage was paid for. Every pain was paid for. And when we believe, trust, commit to those words, we see those words come to fruition, manifest. Amen, amen, thank God for Abraham, amen. Now, for those, if there are any that need prayer, if you will raise your hand on this Zoom, I want to pray for you. I want you, all of us, to join our faith together. Because all of us can. And where two or more are gathered together in the name of Jesus, he's right there in the midst. He's right here. That's a promise he made, and the scripture cannot be broken. He said, where two or more are gathered in my name, and, oh, Jesus, we are here in your name. You are here. Father, I pray for these that have their hands up. Father, I pray for these. I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. You are here. I thank you. You are the answer to every prayer. I thank you for what they need. You have already paid for. Father, I thank you for what, they need you have already paid for. Father, I thank you right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the power of God on everyone with their hand up. Father, I thank you for that power right now. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you are working. I thank you, your power, right here for the working of miracles. I thank you for the working of miracles right now. I thank you for the working of miracles right now. Father, I thank you for the working of miracles right now. Father, I thank you for the working of miracles right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the working of miracles right now. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I break the devil's power over these women right now in the name of Jesus. I break the devil's power over these women right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I break the devil's power over these women now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I break the devil's power now in the name of Jesus. I break your power. I break The devil's power over these women now in the name of Jesus. I break this devil's power now in the name of Jesus. I break the devil's power now in the name of Jesus. I break the devil's power now in the name of Jesus break the devil's power over your head now in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her, your tormenting spirit. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come out of her head now, in the name of Jesus, not one more day, come out of her, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen, come out of her, come out of her, come out of her head, let her head. Go! Loose her now in the name of Jesus. Loose her head now. Loose her head now in the name of Jesus. Loose her head now. Loose it! Loose it! Loose it! Loose it! Loose it! Loose it, loose it in Jesus' name. Loose it! You lying devil. Loose it! Loose it in Jesus' name. Loose it in Jesus' name. Loose her head now in Jesus' name. Loose it. Amen. 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 I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I get thanks now in Jesus' name. I get thanks Father in Jesus name. I get thanks Father in Jesus name. I get thanks Father in the name of Jesus. I get thanks Father, I thank you. I get thanks. I get thanks Father I thank you. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I get thanks now. I break the devil's power over these women. I break the devil's power over these women now in Jesus' name. I break the devil's power over these women now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, he took all their pain. Father, in Jesus' name, he took all their pain. He took all their pain on his own body. You put it on him, Father. Surely he has borne their pain. Surely he has borne their Pain, He paid, He took their pain. Father, He took their pain. I thank you, Father, you loose them from this pain that Jesus paid for. You loose them from this pain that Jesus paid for. You loose them from this pain that Jesus paid for. In Jesus' name. You loose them from this pain that Jesus paid for. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. 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 Thank you. And before I uh, put this up as a recording, I take all the names out. We don't need any more pressure than we have. Amen. I thank God. Tell me what's going on with you. Give me your stories. You don't know how much it excites me. And it, and it makes my day when I hear what God is doing. Not even with just, just the women's meeting, but all around. Amen. We got a group here that God is working with. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at KD at KDWOL.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.KDWOL.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.